Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. What is up, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Craft Root Sports. I am Mike, the man scrambling to share the show. <laughs> Across from me is Scott, Joe, behind the computers, the only cool, calm, collected one on the show tonight. Uh, how you fellas doing? Everybody good? Good. Uh, <laughs> this is Craft Root Sports. Uh, thank you all for tuning in. Shout out 12 Ounce Sports Radio for hosting us and everybody on the Facebook live feed. Uh, we got an awesome show tonight. Scott, are you ready to tap this keg of sports knowledge? Yeah, sure. You pump. Okay. I'll do something. Deal. Awesome show. We have former WWE NXT wrestler Ryan Nemeth going to be calling us on Skype tonight uh, talking about a new movie that he wrote, Heal. Uh, so that's coming up at about 9 o'clock. We've got some baseball talk. More OJ news. There's OJ news. Of course <laughs> there's OJ news. <laughs> it's always good when there's OJ news. Uh, so a lot to get to tonight. Might get into some NBA Finals, maybe. Uh, might talk some Stanley Cup, maybe. Those are like side stories this week. That's how much stuff is going on. We got baseballs hitting people in the face. Dude, that is brutal. We got baseball being old man again. Mm, that's which, normal. Which is not brutal. That's, that's, that's normal. just standard. <laughs> and zero fans in all the ballparks. Because baseball's boring and it's terrible. <laughs> can't even argue dude with i i was thinking about do you remember when we used to do the thing where you would try to talk crap about baseball and throw us off and if we reacted to it we had to do a shot yeah i was thinking about that today i was like we need to bring that one back because i can't even i'd just be like he's right he's yeah, right no, baseball's bad there's nothing even to argue it anymore. only took a year it only took a year with me <laughs> that you guys realized wow joe you're the smartest one in the room. <laughs> no. Oh, Frank. Back, back up, back up. First of all, nobody said you're the smartest person in the room. He's admitted baseball had its pride. I just did. <laughs> okay. uh, Frankie pointing out the script spelling bee is on, too. All right, that's it. Call Nemeth. It's over. We're not interviewing him. We're going to do just script spelling bee coverage live on the show. That's it. How about we just try to spell? That'd be funnier. Mm, that would be pretty funny. I wouldn't get I'd make it out in one word. Those homeschool kids would kill me, man. I got nothing. Uh, all right, Scott, why don't you tell us about the would you rather for this week? You mm. good? You caught up? You ready to go? Not really. Ready to start I, this show? I can do it. <laughs> uh, this week's Would You Rather, since we're, we're having Mr. Ryan Nemeth on the show, we thought we'd go with a little wrestling theme action question for Would You Rather. So, would you rather take a chair shot to the head or be thrown through a table? Mm. And we're talking Attitude Era style on both of those, so I don't know how they do it now. I'm guessing it's pansy way down from where it used to be, because now we know that taking chair shots to the head isn't safe. <laughs> oh, concussions. And CTE is real, so they don't necessarily do chair shots like they used to. And really, even then, you were supposed to try to get your hand up, but nobody did. Nobody ever did. <laughs> and so now I think it's a little bit more... Uh, rare to see those chair shots so we're talking you know mid-90s chair shot style or you know straight through a table 
What do you want to do? What do you want to take? Mm. What load are you taking on this one? Whoa, I got to take a Wait, load? What? what? Let's take it. Who? What? Loads? Huh? Huh? Uh, chair shot or table? Mm. What do you... I'm a man up. I'm going Attitude Era style. I'm taking a chair shot to the head. Oh, man. I'll worry See, about CTE later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brandy, uh, former guest on the show, retweeted this poll on Twitter, and she said that she's going to uh, the Eagles-Bills game next year. And she was like, if I don't get thrown through a table by Bill's Mafia, the whole trip is a waste. <laughs> so she's all about taking a, going facts, through the table. Facts, facts. <laughs> uh, I honestly... I, both of those are so terrible sounding to me. Like the chair to the back of the head is your ears are going to be ringing forever. On the other side of that, I feel like I'm the type of guy that I'd get thrown through the table and it wouldn't break. Like, <laughs> well, just... that's the thing. Most people are assuming it's one of those breakaway tables, but what if you happen to get one that right, it just have... bends in and it's like, Oh, my back is well, and effed. it's real. Op- there was a couple of times back in the day where, you know, they get thrown the table and it was like, Oh, that one didn't have the pre-broken line. Right, in it. That's... That one straight shattered. <laughs> that was painful. That's what I always say. Like a, a folding table has like the metal bars underneath, yeah. and it always just snapped. I'm like, how did? Come on, guys! <laughs> but then there was always the one where it would just bend, and it was like, oh, mankind is dead on that one. <laughs> that was real. Okay, would you rather if you're going through a table? Would you rather go through uh, one of those tables, like thrown off? Let's say they throw you off a ladder, power bomb you through one of those tables, or would you rather get thrown through the Spanish announce table? Because that was always my Spanish favorite. announce table. Because that was that. One of the things it was the running gag. Each right, just, who's going to go through the Spanish announce table? <laughs> I was so and watching bad them all scramble. Dudes. Yeah, they just I had to too. stand there the rest of the broadcast. Like uh... Vince McMahon is racist, <laughs> and so they have to work around this. <laughs> oh, those crazy Mexicans! <laughs> well, get your vote in. Uh, cast those votes on our Facebook page or on Twitter at Craft B Sports. Uh, Shout out to uh, Matt Barr joining us from Fourth and Nine Podcast in the group right now. <laughs> he said, "We all know how Bills Mafia is voting." Yeah, uh, that, yeah, goes Bill's through Mafia, the table. Is... There's only one way they're voting. <laughs> I think a lot of people. Sex are gonna... in the parking lot. I th- <laughs> Wait, what? What was the question? <laughs> <laughs> good, good segue there, Joe. <laughs> Let's get into this beer this week. Uh, super pumped for this beer. Uh, first pour, as always, brought to you by Dugout Mugs. Look, we drink from uh, baseball bats every single week. You guys should, too. Uh, and we got the hookup for you. Just go to dugoutmugs.online slash craft. You're going to get 10% off your entire order. That's it. No code, nothing. Just use that link. 10% off will be directly added onto your order. This week's beer brought to us from uh, Tavor is For Science 7.0. It's uh, by Destination Unknown Beer Company, or Dubco, as they're affectionately known by their fans, which I love. It made me think of like Sons of Anarchy when I saw that they shortened it to Dubco. I thought that was, I was okay, whatever, just me? Fine. They're from Bayshore, New York. I've uh, never seen the show. You What? Okay, I, I know it's I know it's show. some white people stuff, but you no, got to watch it. It's been this. on my list of things to do for a while. I've heard it's really good. Joe, have you seen Sons of Anarchy? All the way through? Okay, good. All right. Uh, again, white people stuff. But, you know, yeah, you got to watch it. Oh, it's one it's of a my, good show. One of my good black friends <laughs> told me it was a great show, and I just never got around to it. One of my black friends like that. Yeah, one, of, <laughs> one of my black friends. <laughs> Anyways, this is an 8.2% <laughs> ABV beer. Uh, it's got a ton of different hop varieties in there. 
for flavors that are lemon lime, grapefruit, orange mango, passion fruit, white grape. 4.21 caps on Untapped. Mouthfeels. Uh, yes, uh, they, they say it's got some billowy mouthfeels mm. on this one. And you nailed all of the pronunciations of fruit. Oh, thank you. Thank what you, I'm this? killing it. Three or four weeks in a row. I actually, one of, the, one of the beers I was going to pick up for this week uh, has apricot mm. flavor, and I was like, it nope, has, I'm not going to do that one. It has apricot I don't flavor, get caught so, up. you know, get it correct. All right, initial taste. What do you think of this beer off the jump? Excellent. It's real good, right? I mean, pause, 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 pause. Drake is wearing sweat bands on his arms, like oh, the Jesus ones that you used to play Christ. with back in the nineties. Got them on his arms. Oh okay, but I don't give a damn about no Drake night. Look, Drake is—he works up a sweat over there on the sideline, so you—that's fine. You got to keep your hands dry. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Beer's good. <laughs> yeah, back beer's, to what I was saying. Beer's, beer's good. good, and this was another one of those where I cracked it open, and just the the aroma hit me, and I thought this is going to be a good one. Because it smells delicious. And it definitely, like, initial taste, the flavors are all there that they're talking about. There are so many different fruity flavors in this one. This is just a haze bro's dream right here. Uh, (laughs) So much fruit flavor. Nice, hazy IPA. So I'm looking forward to getting through both of these. As always, we'll see how it holds up. But I'm pretty sure you guys can guess how this one's going to go down. Apparently, it's also a signed Del Curry jersey that he's wearing. Oh, that makes sense. So he's trolling on another level. He thinks he's funny. Dude, I'm, t- I'm telling you, this dude is a supervillain now. He's He knows what he can do for him to win. I, I don't like this If anymore. you replace villain with douche, I think you're onto something. <laughs> Let's get into Upper Deck. About no damn trick, Thank you. <laughs> Let's get into Upper Deck. And Upper Deck, as always, is brought to you by Minuteman Tickets. We love Minuteman. They're Ohio guys just like all of us. Sports fans, they don't bother screwing you over because they're just trying to sell you tickets and make a living like all of us. No matter what you're looking for, football, baseball, hockey, theater, rib cook-offs, whatever you want, Minuteman's got it. Hit them up, MinutemanTickets.com, or call them at 614-943-3000. Avoid all of those pesky fees and tell them where you heard about them right here on Craft Brewed Sports. And at the jump, I told you, we got OJ news. And so forever, there's been the rumor and the long-standing tale that once upon a time, Chris Jenner and OJ hooked up. That's, that is the story. Yeah. With, That's with, how with, Chloe back, got here. <laughs> well, and this was also, you know, rumored back when uh, the elder Kardashian father was still alive. Why, why am I blanking on his name? Robert. Okay. Because I wanted to say Robin. I'm like, no, that's the fat young one. It, yeah. <laughs> it's also the dad. It's, yeah, okay, yeah. cool. <laughs> <laughs> so back when Rob and Chris were still. Fat young one. <laughs> yeah, the sure. fat young one. <laughs> the description was accurate. You knew what I was talking about, didn't you? There you go. That's yeah, true. <laughs> uh, back when uh, Nicole was still alive and with OJ and Rob and uh, Chris were still together and they went on a weekend getaway and in a hot tub after uh, the other two had gone to bed. Supposedly these two hooked up. It's been bragged about for years uh, behind the scenes, but OJ. Well, his, his manager went on ahead and squashed the rumors and just put it out there. <clears throat> said, quote, that OJ said he stood up, pulled his shorts down, and said, I'll give you exactly what you want. Her eyes bugged out of her head, and he said, quote, I effed that B until I broke her. End quote. Apparently, she also had to be taken to the hospital that night <laughs> to injuries from said breaking Oh, well, there you have it. <laughs> OJ effed the 
the nonsense <laughs> right out of Chris Do you think Gunner. she had to get an episiotomy after that? Is that what it's called when, you get, when the lady gets all sewed up oh, after no. after giving birth? Don't they? No, I know. I know what you're Is talking what about, called? but I don't know if that's the name of it. I don't know either. I, I'm, doctor? I've made that up. But anyways, <laughs> I, dude, this story is so Fantastic. good. I, and the, the best part about it is I could totally see OJ saying it. Like, oh, it, yeah. it's so on brand for OJ to hit her with not, uh, not only, just I, drop and trowel. Like, I completely that, believe that this happened, too. If it did happen, if they did hook up, this is definitely how it went down. Well, and then apparently, big shocker, the relationships on both sides were never the same, and both couples shortly divorced. <laughs> so the other the other part of the story that I loved that, uh, that you didn't mention, when Chris had to go to the hospital, supposedly, she went to OJ's room and was like, you got to take me to the hospital. <laughs> and he said... Nah, make Rob do it. <laughs> and just Which, rolled again, over and went back also to totally on brand for OJ. <laughs> nah, I'm good. Nah, you, you, you just got go, this. You go on ahead. You explain to your husband why you need to go to the hospital at three in the morning <laughs> with a tore up vag. I gave you that good, good, and broke you. Broke Classic you. OJ. I just want OJ to be in the news for something every week. It makes my week. <laughs> it is It is awesome whenever there's an OJ story. All right, let's go from uh, a woman being broken by OJ to a man being broken by his ex-wife. Uh, this week, what? Johnny Manziel's ex-wife, Aww, uh, Brie, Johnny. I don't know, her, I can't pronounce her last name. What is it? Brie, Joe, I, do you know her last name? I've never been able to pronounce it. I don't know. I'll just go TC. We're going TC. Yeah, every time Whatever. I see it, I'm like, how do you say that? Well, she threw herself a little divorce party this weekend in Miami. She had her girlfriends go to South Beach with her and uh, was reveling in the fact that she is now a single woman and free of Johnny Manziel's BS. And she put the thirst traps out big time. Basically, it was just like, fellas, DMs are open. This is what's on the plate now. This is the reverse of Cliff Kingsbury. Yes, exactly. <laughs> she was like, what do you got? Kingsbury fans, what do you got? Bring it in. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see what you got. Hey, y'all. <laughs> slide over here if she's not responding to you. Holly's not listening? I, I got you. I got you. Let's see what you got to say. I, I wonder what picnic guy's up to. <laughs> <laughs> Bree's like, I'm running low on TP. Who wants to help? Yeah, uh, where's that guy at? <laughs> Trying to save on TP. Uh, she just put out. Is your stand- offer still standing? Boomerangs. She put out pictures. It was her and her girls just grinding on each other, like getting ready in robes, laying by the pool. And I mean, you know it worked because <laughs> stories ran all week long of people that were like, Johnny Manziel's ex-wife is going for it now. And uh, now she's all over the place. I'm interested to see who she ends up with. Because you know, even though she's a liar and doesn't really run marathons and pretends to run an actual marathon, you know she's going to end up with somebody big. Because she's not going to downgrade from Johnny Manziel, right? She's going to end up with... A, it, it's, she's got to upgrade from Johnny Football. There's a lot to upgrade, though. I mean, to be fair. It's really not... You can, you can find, like, a guy that, like... Made it in works, the NFL? You can find a guy that works in the post office and upgrade from Johnny Manziel. No, I know, but I mean, if you're just trying to upgrade from the guy who only played one NFL game, you know, and beat the 49ers, you could at least you had a guy that spent a full two seasons in the NFL. <laughs> Hey, maybe our dude, maybe our dude that's wearing OJ's number now. In oh yeah, the, Sonoris, right? Yeah, yeah. He's an upgrade from Johnny. Uh, Joe, you were very interested in this story when it first broke, and you said you would be following along. Um, you see anything? Any up? Any up? Uh, updates on this one? Very nice. <laughs> Fair enough. Moving on. Yeah, it, there's nothing else more to say, but that uh, might might have to get a burger account though. <laughs> 
anyway, I love Draymond Green. Dude is seriously, everybody can hate on him all they want, but he's one of my favorite players in the NBA, mostly because he's a troll and he's got no problem speaking his mind. Doesn't matter who you are, what your age is, who your father is, how long you've been on Instagram. Doesn't matter if you're not on the Warriors or a a close member of his family, even though I probably think he'd still go after them. uh, He's coming at you. And this week he went at uh, LeBron's son. Hmm. That sounds that sounds about right. Yeah, little little Bronny James. Speaking of on brand, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little Bronny James joined uh, Instagram this week, and immediately Draymond went after him. <laughs> he, you know, he posts uh, just a picture, you know, just getting on there, and everybody's hey, welcome to Instagram with you know, congratulations, yada yada yada. Not not my man Green. <laughs> man Green came right at him and said, "Quote." I'm at your effing neck this summer, G. All gas. End quote. That's the message. That's the first message that he sends to LeBron's son. May or may not have even met the kid in real life. Just coming at him. I love that he's going after a high school kid. I love that he's going after a high school kid. I love that he will also probably make sure that he stays in the league long enough just so that someday he can go at him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Speaking of that, uh, did you see that LeBron's kid and Wade's kid are going to be playing at the same high school together? I did. That is unreal, man. Like, think about that high school team. If you're in that high school, you now have LeBron James's kid and Dwayne Wade's kid on your basketball team. What I do know is if that team from Ohio that backed out against playing against Spire. Oh, yeah, yeah, Spire. Spire yeah. yeah, they're definitely backing out against that school. <laughs> <laughs> they're no way they're playing. No, no, Spire was the other way around. Yeah, yes, it oh, was schools some backed other... out from playing Spire. Okay, yeah, well, yeah. yeah, then I was going to say, well, whatever, whatever schools backed out, they're not playing this team. That's right, for sure. right. There's I would no like way. to see Spire play this team, though, and get Ball versus these two. Ooh, that's a high school matchup I want to see. <laughs> yeah, but is it a contest if they've got... No, they, they, they would lose. Spire would lose easily in it, that one. It, it, it's like the Warriors and the Raptors. <laughs> More stars are better than one, right? I mean, you know, that's kind of how it goes. All right, let's talk a little college football. Uh, this this story, these guys almost made my MF of the week. <laughs> Matt um, said he kicked Brownie in the dick. <laughs> Draymond is Whoa, definitely doing oh, that. Flip it! Flip it! Yes! Yes! It wasn't Mike. It wasn't me this time. Ooh. Well, <laughs> I feel so good. Motherfucker, motherfucker, motherfucker. It's totally worth it. Motherfucker, you. It was worth it. Worth it was worth it for, for, for a Draymond Green dick kicking comment. Totally worth do it. We, do we need to get a hat for the person that has to that has we to? We talked play? about something. We had to, we had like come a up with a bunch cap. of stuff. I think it just needs to be a shot. Like let's let's stick to what we used to do. You just have to do a shot if you're the one that flips the flag. Yeah, fair with that, right? I think that's a way to go. Um there was going to be times where I'm just going to be like, fuck. All right, here we go. Let's go. I need, I need to kickstart this night, fellas. <laughs> Anyways, uh, these guys were going to be my motherfuckers of the week, but now are not. Uh, and they, they got promoted to upper deck. Georgia football has announced that they will be selling beer inside of the football stadium this year. There's a little bit of a catch, though. It's not just going to be concession stands are going to have beer. This is ludicrous. It's absolutely crazy. The The only people who are eligible to buy beer are donors who have contributed at least $5,000 a year over the last uh, for the last five years. So $25,000 total. You have to pay $25,000 just to have the right to, to buy, buy beer. beer at the stadium. And then you have to drink it in a special spot. In yes, the stadium. In the, yeah, you can't, <laughs> and you're not allowed to take it back to your seat. Twenty five thousand so dollars just doesn't you even get you twenty five thousand dollars over five years. You have to sit in one little corner that's not your seat. 
probably watch the game on TV, I'm assuming. Like, no doubt. You're not going to be able so, to see the field. So you have to pay for your ticket. You have to pay 25000 Then you have to miss the game in order to drink a beer. You motherfuckers. This is so <laughs> stupid. Like, I, at that point, don't even sell it. Why are you even selling it? I'm just going to say that they clearly don't really want to sell beer. But making it... And you know there'll be some people who do it just because they want to, you know, slang dick around and, oh, look at me. I right, drink right. Beer. And you know what it takes to drink beer here, so there's going to be those people. <laughs> but, I, yeah, just don't sell it at that point. I mean, and you know what this is going to lead to? Which they've always said about college, you know, stadiums not selling beer. It just means more drunk people in the parking lot. Well, and that means the thing. people are I mean, hitting it harder before like, they come into this. And that's all anybody does, anyways. Yeah. Like, especially at stadiums that there is no alcohol sales, you just get hammered pregame. Or if you're a real pro, you get the plastic flasks and bring those in because those don't get caught by the metal detectors. So you get the little plastic flask and bring that in. I did a Notre Dame game. Facts. Yes. I, <laughs> I went to a Notre Dame game with apple pie moonshine in a flask and got fucked up it was the best it was my dad's 60th birthday my dad was like do you have a flask and i was like yeah i came prepared he goes give me some of that i was just gonna say (laughs) and your dad definitely asked he was was just more mad that i didn't tell him ahead of time he he was like i would have brought my own plan he's like i would have brought my own flask what are you doing you asshole he totally should have been mad at you for that uh georgia getting grilled over this on uh on twitter one person says nothing says amateurism like give us a new car's worth of cash and we'll give you the right to pay for overpriced flat beers <laughs> that you can't drink while watching the game you paid to see. Yeah. Uh, somebody else says this sounds like an onion headline. <laughs> and then somebody else said only the UGA athletic department can screw up beer sales in such an epic fashion. Unreal that Georgia thinks this was a good idea. But it, you know it's going to work. Like let's face it, they're going to sell $25,000 in whatever donations. They're going to get that. Uh, again, I, I I mean, I'm, there's no doubt in my mind that there will be people that do this, but it, it cuts down... I mean, and why not? Why not just throw it out there, though? Just in general, hey, you can don- donate this much over the five years, or if you're just you know a regular fan, if you want to just give us ten thousand dollars <laughs> for the one year for the right to buy beer. How about that? Like, I mean, if you're gonna make it stupid with twenty five over five, the regular fan yeah. who just has ten grand yeah. laying around. Hey, to also, buy if beer. you just if you want to do a one one year single single. Pass there, you just do ten thousand dollars. I'm good to go. And like the only thing that would have made this worse if they were just like, all right, everybody can buy beer, but it's beer tickets, and you're only allowed two tickets per person, uh, and we're going to change the colors of each ticket. So they like they go church <laughs> festival style on it to make sure people aren't overserved. So stupid, Georgia. over the top. Um, for the second week in a row, we've got ridiculous baseball injury news. <laughs> uh, and uh, I said, I say the second week in a row but this is an ongoing theme year after year in baseball where at least once a year there's an injury where one we all know the guy's lying yep and two it's bizarre to even say like that's what you came up with you know last week we we went through a whole bunch of them you know in the comments well this week astros carlos correa apparently broke a rib getting a massage at his house <laughs> four to six weeks because his personal masseuse broke one of his ribs what like, what the i don't want to know what he was doing to actually break the rib but i want to know when he was sitting there brainstorming with his agent his wife whatever guys we got to come up with something what are we going to say i've broke this rib like what makes sense 
Oh, you get massages. What if we say the only thing broke your ribs? The only thing I think is is a, a reasonable explanation for this in terms of the massage angle is have you ever seen those where it's like the the little Asian lady stands on the back and like walks along your back, but it's always like a four foot tall woman that does it. I can picture him like paying for that type of massage and then just a six foot five dude walks in and he's like, oh shit, this isn't good. And then he's like, wait, 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 I, want, I, I don't want that. Sorry, man, you paid for it. And the big hoss just jumps up on his back and just cracks the rib. That's the only way that this is real. Somewhere Carlos Correa is like, that, he got it. He, he figured it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike Brelon. It was the big guy. Yeah, it was the big guy. That's right. Yeah. yeah I didn't yeah. want to give details, but he figured it out. So yeah, guys, uh, totally broke it uh, getting a massage what do you think the real reason is how do you think he really broke it doing something he wasn't supposed to be doing because that's how these guys always break it there's always something in their contract that they're not supposed to do and so whatever these massive lies come out it's like yeah whatever it was that's so i'd have to read his contract whatever extreme sport they told him he wasn't supposed to be doing whether it be motorcycling or something along those lines whatever it says he's not supposed to do that's exactly how he broke his rib guaranteed because he didn't want it you know he didn't want them to uh, avoid the contract or try to recoup money. Just going back here real quick. Matt Barr wants to know if the beers at Georgia are free, are they also $5,000? I would guess they're closer to $5,000 than they are to free. That's my guess on that one. Uh, (laughs) Frankie says that $1,000 trees have been allowed to sell alcohol. Uh, And he makes the point, what are they going to sell? That's a good point. Would you buy beer from a dollar tree? That's got to be expired, right? Like it's just old, gross shit. Maybe they have their own brand like Wal- like Walgreens does, where it's like their own brand of beer, and it's just Costco's old. It's old Keystone. Brand too. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'd try it. We'll get some on the show. <laughs> we'll get some on the show. Yeah, that's what we're going to do. It sounds Nothing says craft like Dollar Tree beer. <laughs> they got money. They, they want they want to send us some free beer for some sponsorship? See? Joe gets it. That's Joe a good gets point. It. Yeah, I'll sell out. Uh, that's fine. All right. Uh, let's, let's get into the last story of Upper Deck. Uh, Toronto. Clearly, in the, the finals, uh, they they finally broke through. Now that LeBron isn't in the East, they were able to make it to the finals. And the big story out of Toronto, besides is Drake going to be a douchebag in the finals? Spoiler alert, he is. Uh, is, will Kawhi stay in Toronto? Since they proved that they can make it to the finals, everybody wants to know if, if Kawhi is going to stay. And everybody in Toronto is banding together to do what they can to keep Kawhi in Toronto. Uh, you have businesses that are offering Kawhi free food for life. They've got stickers that they put on the door that, that say, literally, Kawhi eats free, and it's like a picture of his face. Uh, they've given it, they're offering him free high-rise condos in the city. Uh, they've offered him free tattoos. Basically, any business is just like, you come here. You get whatever you want for free. <laughs> Is that enough, do you think, to keep Kawhi in Toronto? I have no idea. This dude hasn't said one word. And he's got the best poker face the NBA has yeah. ever seen. Well, I don't even think it's a poker face. It's, it's just, just his face. He, yeah, he just doesn't know what's going on. He's like, I don't know, man. <laughs> I, yeah. So I have no idea whether or not any of this free stuff will do it. But he also, he also got quoted this week saying that he saw... Guys and girls wearing hats and stuff, and that was really cool. <laughs> so, as far as hey, are you gonna stay in the free Toronto? food for life? It's just like people wearing hats that want me to get me fired cool. up. Also, if I was a Spurs fan, we wore hats and stuff in San Antonio, bro. <laughs> you say we didn't wear gear? <laughs> that why you want it out? Look, I'll buy it, I'll buy the, I'll buy one of everything in the catalog, man. It brings you back. 
They're buying it. They've got hats and stuff. Is that Damon Wayans wearing a Canadian outfit? What the hell's going wearing on? Wearing a Canadian outfit? He had like one of the, uh, what do they call them? Mountie. The Mountie? Yeah, there you go. The Canadian, like the uniform of Canada is the Mountie? <laughs> yeah. It's either that or all jeans. <laughs> The Canadian tuxedo. Is a Mountie wearing a denim jacket and jeans? Underneath? Like the, is that the peak Canada right yes. there? But like he's always apologizing to you for wearing so much stuff. Like, oh, sorry no about doubt. that. Um, so, okay. So you don't know if this pushes Kawhi over the edge. Would you stay in Toronto? Because keep in mind, nope. it's Toronto. No. Because it's Toronto. Free food for life. It's Toronto. Free high-rise condo. You think he can't get any of the free things? You think if Not he, free food for life. Yeah. Or, think about it. They said for life. That means so he could go to Toronto, get hurt tomorrow. Like, sign with Toronto, get so, hurt, be done, and they still will give him free food forever. You think he can't go to any NBA city and there won't be restaurants clamoring? Not right now. Like, not life. if he, not if he, le- like, let's say he gets hurt. Let's say he signs with LA and then gets hurt. They're not going to, they're going to chew him up and spit him out. They're not keeping him around. Yeah, but when he goes there, there'll still be somebody. Who- well, for sure, while he's there, yes. But these, Toronto is talking about. I'd be holding a- these city, cities hostage. <laughs> Toronto is talking about a lifetime commitment. You, you want me? Who, who's opening up free food? I want to listen to free food restaurants in the city before I come there. <laughs> that, that's me on my recruiting trip. Like, playing with LeBron would be nice, man, getting with Durant, but I want to know who's giving me free food. <laughs> List list them right now. Who? What restaurants in your city is giving me free food for life? And then I'll make my decision. And then then you get all the restaurants. Because all the restaurants are going to want the pub. Oh, yeah, we'll do it. We'll do it. You get all the mom and pop places. Trust me. See, I don't know if I'd want all the mom and pop. Like, I want like Chick-fil-A. Give me free Chick-fil-A for life. <laughs> I want Chick-fil-A on Sundays. Yes. Now that's how you get somebody to sign with that city. That's the Chick- terms of the deal. Chick-fil-A on Sundays, Chick-fil-A's bro. like, ooh, I don't know. Yeah, no, that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> this has been Upper Deck brought to you, as always, by Minuteman Tickets and by Sunday Chick-fil-A. Um, wow. All right, Joe. Hitting it. Uh, is that is that the best Chick-fil-A, like if you have a Chick-fil-A leftover. Best from Chick-fil-A the is a Chick-fil-A in my hand. Okay, fair I enough. I mean, seriously, well, there's never bad taking, Chick-fil-A. Taking Joe's beer answer. <laughs> just like, there's never bad Chick-fil-A. <laughs> have you ever done that? Like you got to wait, you got to get extra Chick-fil-A and keep it for the next day? No, because I always eat it. What? Yeah, I've, never done that? I've never done that. How seriously. do you not eat it all? I mean, yeah. it's tough. You got to have a lot of self control to not I'm eat it all. Yeah, been. I don't have that. Yeah, I've never <laughs> been there. I'm gonna have. I'll get three sandwiches. I'll save one for tomorrow. I like, eat three sandwiches instead of getting the twelve pack of nuggets. You get the tray and you eat like twenty <laughs> oh, of them. Oh, you mean and like then, the hundred nugget tray? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, <laughs> well, then, then you that's save that for the next day. <laughs> well, so then, then it's Sunday right. morning. You're like, hell yeah, I got Chick Fil A leftover. Well, then yeah, 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 yeah. We get there. Yeah, I mean, I guess I should. You should have qualified it, but not just an extra sandwich in the bag. Is I mean, I'm yeah, thinking. no, an extra sandwich isn't going to do it. I'm talking yeah, like okay, the right. tray. You get a tray of nuggets to make sure yeah, you, you get the catering something. tray I and need, you just get it for yourself. I need yeah, yeah. a number one and a tray of nuggets. So what? If, you get, if you get the small tray of nuggets. Uh, okay, fine. And a Diet Coke. If you get the small tray of nuggets, you don't have to call ahead. So, you know, just a little pro tip. What's that? Is it the 50? Is I that think that's small 50. Tray? Okay. Yeah. I think that's 50. That, Still a uh, lot. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, 50 nuggets is where you get uh, that you don't have to call ahead. Mm-hmm. You can order that directly from them. Now, are those chicken minis or just the straight nuggets? It's just the nugs. Mm, the nugs are good. I, the nugs are good, but the, the chicken minis are just the nugs on the little biscuits. 
Mm, but I gotta go. I gotta go. Nugs on this. One. Like the biscuits, just it, it's too much. What's going on, man? No, you're good. It's still streaming. You're good. It must just be the monitor. Go ahead and hit the power button on that monitor because everything's good. Everything's still streaming. You're fine. What is happening tonight? Mm-hmm. Of course, we have an interview, so shit just starts breaking. That's how this all goes down. That's, of course, the case. Um, we got Ryan Nemeth going to be joining us here as soon as Joe can uh, reconnect the computer uh, <laughs> and, and figure it out. <laughs> Hey, it's back on. Oh, we're back. Uh, man, this is a train wreck of a show. Um, all right, let's talk a little NBA Zippy. Finals. <laughs> let's talk a little NBA Finals while we wait to get Ryan on the phone here. Oh, we're good. All right, great. Let's. Uh, <laughs> Never mind. No, no more stalling. F the finals. Yeah, <laughs> nobody gives a shit about the Warriors finals. Warriors five. We're good. Uh, <laughs> so we do have a special treat for you guys tonight. Uh, this is a former Xavier rugby player. A lot of people don't know that. Club rugby player, one of the best rugby players I've ever seen. I've also only seen one rugby team in my entire <laughs> life. Uh, but Ryan Nemeth also is a comedian. He's a writer, a published author. He's got two books out. A former WWE NXT wrestler. 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 <laughs> and he is now uh, writing a movie that will be coming out soon. Heel. Uh, welcome to the show, Ryan Nemeth. Ryan, how's it going, man? What a good intro. Thanks for having me. Thanks, man. I've been practicing that all day long, uh, and I almost fucked up and said wrestler wrong, and then I was going to be mad at myself all night long. You look like you were about to stumble. That's why I helped you out with wrestler. <laughs> it's like, I'll cover him. <laughs> Nameth, how's it going, man? It's good. Hey, do you remember we were uh, in acting class together? Yes, drama class. Was that freshman year or sophomore year? Uh, that was... So, I think sophomore year. I got to see Ryan Nemeth do a Shakespearean monologue, and it was the weirdest thing I'd ever seen in my life. <laughs> he ended up famous in LA, and you're here in the basement <laughs> with me, you loser. <laughs> you did, uh, what did you do? I was trying to remember what you did. You I, were one of the I remember seeing do anything there. I don't even remember, man. But uh, yeah, uh, Brendan Boyle, as soon as, uh, as soon as he found out you were on the show, he was like, fucking acting class, yeah, Nemeth. <laughs> that acting class, like... Uh, changed my life i think man i really didn't know anything about any of that stuff until taking this class with steven skiles your boy yeah and i remember talking to you too in that class and i was like this doesn't seem like a dude who would be in an acting class like it's more guys like me who are barely five feet tall and are just like eh, maybe i could do this instead of <laughs> since i can't do any sports uh but wrong <laughs> but you were like I, you i said to you like hey man you you want to act and you were like well i, I actually want to wrestle and i thought this would help and I was like, like, like WWF wrestle? And you were like, yeah. And I was like, holy shit, this is the coolest dude I've ever met. But so, you, you were like, you have no chance, man. <laughs> no, you were, you were way bigger than me. So I was like, yeah, you totally could do this. I was trying to just get revenge on you for the next 10 years. <laughs> you succeeded, man. <laughs> when did you decide, though, you wanted to be a wrestler? Because clearly back in college, you were like ready to go. So when, um, when did that kind of hit you? really loved wrestling always and then in college I grew to love like acting and, and improv and when I when I left Xavier I had like a, a choice of like go to Chicago and keep doing improv or just find out how to wrestle somewhere and following my brother's footsteps sort of and I chose moving to Chicago and doing improv and like right when I got there I was like this is not right this I mean this is good and it's fun but like this is the time where I'm like the youngest and most like like you're there's not a limit on performing improv. There is a limit on wrestling, you know, like physically. Right. So. Uh, to, the, to the old guys now. <laughs> <laughs> they never hang them up. 
Yeah, that's that's a good point. So <laughs> it was right right around uh, like a year after college, I think. I started training in Cleveland a little bit, and then moved to Louisville, Kentucky, or Louisville. Louisville. <laughs> uh, you had to correct the first time. Louisville, <laughs> Kentucky. <laughs> started training at uh, OVW, Ohio Valley Wrestling, in Kentucky, and that was it. Then I was hooked. So you mentioned your brother, uh, and I know like a, a, when we even promoed that you were going to be on the show, everybody like right away was like, oh, shit, Dolph's brother's doing the show? That's crazy. How annoying does that get, like having uh, everybody mention your brother? It's not very annoying. In fact, the, our producer on this film was texting me today, and she says, I'm trying to find an entrance of yours like when you're coming out to the ring, but everyone I find <laughs> has everybody swing <laughs> and yelling, uh... <laughs> What were they yelling like? You're not Dolph. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm like so used to that, and I really play into it. And I mean, if they're not already doing that, I'll look out the crowd and go, "I'll say, shut up about my brother," and then they'll start going, "You're not." Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's so easy, and it's such a good way to get them fired up and hate me. And so she was like, like concerned. I'm like, no, no, no. That's like how it always is. That's what it's supposed to be happening. So yeah, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> So how cool is it to have a brother who's so <laughs> successful in pro- professional wrestling like that? It's really great um, for that reason alone. So I could – when I was in NXT, they really did not want to play off that at all. For some reason, WWE is so weird with stuff like that. Like unless they decide they want you to be brothers openly, like Cody and, and Goldust are kind of not ever acknowledged as brothers there either, which is su- super weird. Mm-hmm. And so there was even a time on commentary, I, was, I had somebody in a hammerlock, and I was doing a little headstand over them, like wrench on their arm, and William Regal said, ah, yes, hot young Briley Pierce is Dolph Ziggler's brother. I wonder why they don't have the same last name. <laughs> <laughs> so I heard this in the back, like, as they're, or they're playing it, like, replaying it or whatever, and later on that was, like, removed from the audio of that match, so, so you hear, ah, oh, yes, hot young Briley is. they're that serious about making sure stuff like that doesn't get out i just that one baffled me because i'm like this is like a meaningless match on nxt like in 2013 who cares like good lord that's also wouldn't be a fun thing to have a world champion whose little brother's in NXT. I don't know. Right. Yeah, and, well, and you figure you can like really play up that storyline of like, you, I mean, you've got two different ways that you could do that. You could either be yeah. like, Hey, I'm bringing my brother along and, and I'm bringing him up or you get a sibling rivalry storyline that, that they can build into it. Yeah. I mean, these are all pretty obvious things. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Barr brings up uh, Cody and gold dust was awesome in Vegas yeah. this past weekend. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, yeah That's great. <laughs> So, Nemeth, yeah. uh, growing up, uh, I mean, you guys are clearly a wrestling family. Like, I remember the pain of my brother putting wrestling moves on me, but he was, you know, just a big fat kid that was just beating me up. Like, you you guys were actual wrestlers, and not just, like, WWE style. Like, you also wrestled in high school on the wrestling mm-hmm. team. Your brother was a wrestler. Like, you guys were doing legit moves to each other. How awful did those fights get with each other? Uh, so, there's three of us. My younger brother and I were closer in age, so... Nick or Dolph was like, you know, the chunks of time of like four years of high school, four years of college. He was always like just beyond that four year chunk. So we weren't in high school together. So he left and then I showed up. So it was kind of like we never trained real wrestling together. But at home, a lot of 
Donnie and I, younger brother and I would gang up on Nick usually to try to take him out. <laughs> <laughs> little handicap match. I like it. Yeah. Hey, by the way, do. there's a, a pit bull next to me that might make a noise at some point. There's a dog here. Oh, nice. <laughs> in case that comes up. I don't know. If it... uh, all right. Let's, let's talk a little bit about your wrestling career. What was the favorite match that you've ever taken part in in your wrestling career? I have two. I used to have this one, and it was wrestling against my brother in NXT in Orlando, or Kissimmee, Florida, right outside Orlando. Sold out building, main event against him while he had the Money in the Bank briefcase, and AJ Lee and Big E as his like, henchmen. That was so fun. That was one of the That's most awesome. fun. <laughs> uh, but more recently, like a year ago, I wrestled with Billy Gunn, Mr. Ass. You might remember uh, from... Yes, of course! <laughs> You're speaking Scott's language now. He's uh, All about error, the attitude era. 100%. Pretty much cut it off after about 2003. <laughs> and, oh, actually, I just sent him a postcard. I sent him and his wife a postcard, and I addressed it to... I, I was sending out like all these postcards for the movie, and one was to him and his wife, and I just sat there and looked at it and like laughed to myself because it said... I didn't do this to make myself laugh, but eventually it worked. It was uh, addressed to <laughs> Mr. Ass and Paula Sop. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> yeah, the address is looking like, that's pretty funny. Like, that, this is really what I'm addressing. Like, this is who I'm sending a postcard to at this in 2019. Mr. Ass. Mr. and Mrs. Ass. <laughs> we had so much fun in that match. It was... In L.A. at an indie show, and everyone before the show was, not everyone, but a lot of people are like, choreographing all these, like, flips and ninja kicks and combos or whatever. And uh, we're standing there looking at the ring and watching these people. And he looks to me and goes, hey, Briley, you want to you wanna choreograph our match? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, uh... What, and he was just like, "Let's we'll go out there and we'll have fun, okay? I'm going to give you a famous there at the end. I said, all right, cool. And we just had a match and, like, improvised the whole thing. And it was so fun. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, so loud, him getting cheered and me getting booed. It felt so great. And, like, there were times when we, we like, made each other laugh a few – that was the first time I started laughing during a match, too. And I had to, like, go against the like, <laughs> And I hide it a little bit. It was good. He's awesome. He's the man. Uh, so you kind of hit on a, a question that I had. I mean, you've you've pretty much answered it, but when it comes to picking a personality, it seems like it's way much more fun to be a heel than it is to be a face. Uh, dang, you know what's hard for me to answer? It, it, it's hard to answer because I was a good guy for so long, and then now I'm only a bad guy. But if I had like a closer, if I could like change to and fr- I would know. I don't know. I had fun all the time, but it's really fun being a bad guy. Yeah. That's awesome because when I was growing up and watching wrestling, my favorites were always the heels. I yeah, was always, yeah. the, always the heel guy. I never really, you know, face. I hate Stone Cold still to this day because he was such a face. <laughs> and, and I just, I couldn't stand him and still can't. But, you know, it, it, to me, I always gravitated towards the heels. In fact, I, I was less, I, I always liked Rock, right? Rock was always my favorite. But mm-hmm. when he was a heel, he was so much more entertaining. It, there's, there's just so much, much more fun. It seems like that the heels can have than the, you know, the faces can because the faces have to do good things, right? And, and the heels can just be jerks. And there's a lot more jerk things that you can do for laughs than you can when you're a face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Plus, Scott's a big asshole, so he's, yeah. Well, and then there's that. Uh, the, the core of it is I'm a huge dick myself. So uh. I tried. 
I tried to resist liking Stone Cold as long as I could, but then eventually I was watching Raw one night and the glass broke and I was just like, yeah, this guy's awesome. <laughs> I mean, I should qualify that there were moments that I, I was okay with, you know, him spraying beer all over the, <laughs> the ring that night. That was cool. Like there were some moments that I was like, all right, I can deal with this. But for the most part, him, I was like, he's overrated as a wrestler because he was always so injured and his neck was jacked up so he couldn't do much. So his matches were always boring and it was just, you know, a couple kicks, couple kicks. All right, stunner out of nowhere. And that was it. And he was a redneck, so I just wasn't into it. <laughs> and, like, you know, later in the 2000s when he would just show up once every few years, it was just so exciting. Like, in college, I'd be like, he's coming, he's going to give JBL a stunner. We all know it. He's going to show up. And then on SmackDown, he'd show up and give JBL a stunner. And, like, it was not a surprise, but I was still pretty fired up about it. Look, I like him, right? <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. All right, let's talk a little bit about your uh, your writing and your acting. Um, a lot of people don't know this, but you actually have two published books that are out there. You can find both of them on Amazon. Problem. What's that? Why don't they know? I know, right? Well, that's what we're here for, Ryan. We got your back. Uh, Hard Body, How to Be One, and I Can Make Out with Any Girl Here, both available yeah. on Amazon. Uh, which of those was your favorite to write? Uh, I can make out with any girl here was my favorite to write. Definitely. Dude, there's so many Xavier references in that. Like the, when I, I got that book, uh, I opened it up and it said Coleman university. And I was like, <laughs> Oh, this is the greatest. Like I was Dude, hooked I, from page uh, one. Wrote that mostly in the library of Xavier actually. No under, shit. Under- I, uh, I like the, uh, when you were going through like the, so if you've, it, it, when you read the book, you'll see there, it's like a diary of an incoming freshman and uh, you start listing off uh, the other people in your floor and you mention <laughs> Nick uh, and, and that's where it like clicked for me because I played lacrosse with Nick and it was Nick, he's Asian. And then it was moving on. <laughs> he, you know, that was a major part of his personality. He was very, he was just like, hey, I'm, I'm Ninja Nick. Yeah. That's, I mean. <laughs> that's how he introduced himself to me. Nice. <laughs> So like, yeah, what's up, man? I'm Ninja Nick. <laughs> okay, so it's like, you're saying this first, so it's not me calling. Okay, all right. <laughs> How did that book sell? How did uh, I can make out with any uh, girl here sell? It came out right when I started uh, wrestling at OVW, and so people, it was very funny. People started bringing a copy of that book to shows to have me sign it, and the other people on the roster are like, what the hell? You wrote a book? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, brought it when uh john laurinitis came for a it was like a big weekend tryout for ring of honor wwe and i think tna like on the same weekend at ovw so one day jim Cornette's there scouting people for ring of honor the next day john laurinitis is there and uh i think he was there and i went up to i had a match he watched it, I cut a promo, he watched it, and then afterwards I went over and brought a resume and a copy of my book. I was like, yo, I wrote a book and I have a master's degree and I want to work for your company. So he was just, and he was just like, you wrote a book? I was like, yes, sir. All right, see ya. And then later at Raw, <laughs> at Raw like, I was in Johnny Ace's office and your book was on, the t- on his table. And I was like, hell yeah, dude. <laughs> That's awesome. Man. I love how that's that's what separates everybody in the business. Wait a minute, you wrote a book? Whole different level for this guy. Like teased for bringing a resume, and they're like, "You don't bring a resume to a wrestling tryout." And I was like, "Well, I got hired, so I guess you do bring a resume." <laughs> because no, I think it was a little. I just I 
I didn't treat it like a hobby. I treated it like I'm moving to Kentucky to learn to wrestle, and I want to get hired by them as soon as possible. And I'm very driven and focused and, like, tunnel vision. So, like, my whole life was just lifting weights, wrestling, and, like, bugging my brother for tips, you know. So <laughs> if I knew that Johnny Ace was coming to scout people, like, there's no chance I'm leaving without talking to him and, like, presenting myself as best as I could. And it worked. And I don't, you know, maybe it looks silly to have a little resume with my little trunks on and go, here's my resume, but screw it, man. <laughs> Whatever it takes. Dude, and plus and, you figure that's going to separate you from the pack. Like nobody else is doing that. So you're obviously going to be remembered at that point. Well, now when people listen to this, everyone's going to know the secret. So well, all- <laughs> yeah, there are there are a lot of uh, aspiring pro wrestlers that listen to this show. So uh, probably are. <laughs> you're screwed now. <laughs> Uh, you so beyond wrestling, you've also done a little bit of acting. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, you just had a part in the Lonely Islands new Netflix special uh, about yeah. Jose Canseco and Mark McGuire. What was shooting that like? Because uh, it was, I mean, I got to be honest, man. I, I watched it the first time. I was like, I didn't see Nemeth in there, and I watched it again. I was like, Oh, there he is. Found him. Pause real quick. There he is. I got it. Yeah, I had uh, a line that got cut, so that's oh, shit. <laughs> But I'm still excited to have my face in there. It's cool. It was fun. They are all very uh, focused. And for what I could tell, I was only on set one day, but they seem like super focused. We'll laugh here and there, but like it's all business. Like we're here to get this to happen because we have a schedule and this is the thing we're making. And then, you know, so I respected that because sometimes you're on a set and people are just wasting time or doing dumb things or like. I guess just wasting time sucks because there's so many people involved in it. Like, there's me, all the other reporter characters. There's crews waiting to set up the next shot. Like, so if you're kind of dawdling and just making each other laugh and wasting time, it kind of sucks. But they were not that. They were very efficient. And uh, my buddy Mike Diva directed that, so that was pretty cool, too, to see him working with some a group of people I think are so funny. Uh, yeah, it was fun. It was great. So you've got all these titles, comedian, wrestler, actor, producer, all this stuff. If you could pick one that people associated you with and said, all right, Ryan Nemeth is this, and that's what I what I think of him as, which one would you pick? Well, I like in my community of, like, comedian, actor, filmmaker, people in L.A., I'm known as the wrestler dude. So I kind of, that feels pretty cool to me because that's such an oddball, weird-ass thing. Like, oh, do you know Nemeth? Oh, the wrestler? Yeah, I know him. Like, that's kind of, I like that one a lot. <laughs> Oh, Asian Nick. (laughs) (laughs) And whenever those people meet me, they're like, no one likes me right away. It takes like a little while (laughs) to like like, warm up to them. Tends to happen when you write a book (laughs) saying you couldn't make out with any girl in the room. Well, and it (laughs) it goes back to acting class. You're an intimidating dude, man. Like people come, it's like, oh shit, this guy can beat the shit out of me. I I don't know how to take him. So like a a cop that's not nice. You know, I look like one of those. (laughs) Uh, all right, let's talk about Heel, man. So that's that's why you know I, I wanted you to come on the show. So you wrote this movie. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about Heel? Sure. It is uh, a movie in the world of independent wrestling, and our protagonist is offered a job with the biggest company in the world. Uh, whoever that is is up to your interpretation. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, th- there's a lot of companies out there. Yeah, no, and, yeah, yeah, I get yeah, it. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> The biggest one in the world. So uh, basically, he's excited, and uh, the person hiring him says, you have to report 
to work in three weeks. You can honor the rest of your indie bookings if you want. Just don't get in any trouble. And he's like, yeah, no problem, man. And uh, so we see if he can stay out of trouble. And it deals a lot with two major uncomfortable topics, addiction and sexual assault, which I feel, you know, once in a while come up in, like, these documentaries that people make about wrestling. But it's it's not really done in uh, a narrative form. We had the wrestler, and that kind of hit, like, a you know, some angles of that. But yeah. this is something that – a story that's kind of never been told before – about things that have never been discussed before really in this kind of format so i'm pretty pumped about it yeah i think i think when like stories come out about wrestling and movies are out it's and and they're more of that gritty style it it does tend to focus on the addiction but i was Mm -hmm. surprised that you're delving into like the sexual assault side of things and i i'm curious like does this does this come from a place of experience that you've had coming up through these kind of independent uh wrestling venues well yeah the story is fiction. It's like everything else ever made, inspired in some way by things that are true. I think uh, if you have ever wrestled or enjoyed wrestling and been really close to the business, this movie will ring true to you in a lot of ways, in ways that are uncomfortable, probably. And it's kind of like any aspect of the entertainment business. Bad things are happening. But no one will talk about it because they don't want to be the person who's called a liar and cast out of the business, you know? Yeah. So it explores that chunk of it. And um, our protagonist that we're following around, uh, the line between what's real and what's not real is a little bit blurred. As we all know, wrestling is mostly predetermined. Uh, But this kind of, he gets in the position where he doesn't know if it's predetermined or if he really is doing battle with somebody. So... Uh, it's, it's, it's not been done before. I'm, I'm pumped. I'm excited. And I have an amazing director, Maggie Levin, on board. And uh, the crowdfunding site we're using is very inclusive. And so we've made this pledge to have 80% of our cast and crew be women, people of color, uh, you know, differently able, nice. whatever. Being super inclusive and kind of doing something that's not been done before. So I'm so pumped about this. So we launched it. It's live right now. The so, uh, crowdfunding. So Vince could take some lessons from you, maybe? <laughs> yeah. Wait, who's this now? <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking of Vince McMahon, you know, that guy. Maybe he could take some lessons about being all-inclusive and, you know, adding more people of color. And, you know. He's, uh, you know, he's got, he's got something good going. Yeah, he, he's, he's he's working his way there he's got and the catching ba- up with the 21st he's century. He's got the baseball mentality, just old white guy. It's still working. <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> Uh, any special appearances that we can expect in the, in the film, Ryan? Well, my brother is on as consultant and executive producer, and so we'll see how involved he wants to get. But uh, Downstate, which is a band from Indiana that's done a lot of WWE themes, like he's, they've done Ziggler, Miz, Zack Ryder. They did AEW, a couple songs for them. Uh, they did Cody's new song. They are produ- writing and producing a new song just for this film. Just contributing that just to be part of it, so I'm pretty That's awesome. Nice. Yeah. That's um, As far as people's faces that are going to be familiar, I can't tell you yet because we have to raise the money to make this. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, tell people how they can donate. Let's let's get yeah. that part in there. Um, I get involved. We would love to have you involved. This uh, I've, I've been saying this all along. Pro wrestling doesn't is, exist without fans, and this film won't happen without you. So we need people involved, and there's great incentives uh 
starting at like sign stuff from my brother and I, Skyping with my brother. Uh, we'll, we'll send you T-shirts, and the high rollers at the top ends of the uh, contributions will be list credited as producers on IMDb and get in the credits and all that. So there's like cool nice. stuff. Nice. I want you to just get involved because you want to be involved. But if I have to bribe you with pride. <laughs> Bribing never hurt anybody. It's got, I mean, you got to do what you got to do. We I can be bought here. Yeah. <laughs> so I've been, I, I had to go live today. I've been tweeting and emailing, mass emailing and sending out postcards and hitting it from every angle I can. And it's been live for like two hours. And we are at like 8% of the goal already, which is pretty sweet. Nice. That's, That's really, awesome. really exciting. Yeah. Um, you can get involved by following any of my social media stuff. It's on Seed and Spark. That is the crowdfund site. It shows them because they have that whole like uh, foundation of being, you know, not for just white dudes making movies. But I am a white dude. <laughs> <laughs> but I really, you know, something. Their whole like um, mindset really spoke to me, and it was kind of like this shouldn't just be me making a movie that I'm starring in with other dudes. That like it should be. That's why I have Maggie directing it because she is very diverse in the way she makes things. Uh, she's a a big feminine voice in cinema right now, and uh, I think it's a good good site. And they have the, the the highest success rate, way more than GoFundMe and all them. So yeah. Awesome. Right. So we need to get on that site, basically. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Cool. yeah. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. All right. Well, we like to end all of our interview uh, with a few quick hitter questions. And we also have a would you rather question specifically tailored to having you on the show tonight. So we asked our listeners, and we're asking you now, would you rather take a chair shot to the head or get thrown through a table? Table. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> and that seems to be the consensus mostly with everybody so far. I've been hitting the head with a chair a lot of times, and it's even if you put your hand up, or even if it's like one that has a little cushion on it, you definitely get a concussion. It's an instant concussion. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not a maybe. All right, good to know. I had. Uh, did you guys watch? You watched all, uh, Double or Nothing? Probably. I did. Or, yeah. 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 Uh, Luchasaurus. He debuted, right? You know that guy, big dinosaur yep. guy. Yep. Yeah. He's one of my great friends. I used to wrestle him a lot. And he hit me with a chair one time, and I put my hand up and kind of blocked it, and it was okay. And the chair bounced off the, the mat. I mean, not the – he dropped it and kind of, like, popped up a little and then landed on me again, and that's where I got the concussion. Oh, oh shit. That's brutal. I've seen the clip of that so many times, and somebody made it into a GIF or a GIF or whatever, and it's just so brutal. It's like, okay, safe hit, cool. Bam. <laughs> <laughs> So nasty. Uh, yeah, chair shots suck, and table can always table sucks, and you can get stabbed and scratched or whatever. But at least there's like that little bit of like when you hit it and it breaks, it takes away a little bit of the impact, which is okay. <laughs> there you go. I, so I would rather get potentially stabbed or scratched <laughs> than concussed. Than concussed. <laughs> the indie match when I left NXT was in Cleveland. And it was a tag team match involving Tracy Smothers. I don't know if you you remember him from WCW. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. yeah. That guy is awesome. And uh, I was kind of like, so I've been in NXT this whole time doing like sort of boring matches a little bit. I would say they were very tame back then. They wanted no one like doing crazy stuff. And in this match, <laughs> Tracy Smothers is like, he's like, all right, you're from the Spirit Squad, right? I'm like, no. <laughs> All right, someone's going to take the lighter fluid. Who's going to do the lighter fluid? I'm like, what is he talking? Lighter fluid for what? 
And at some point in the match, this table's covered in lighter fluid, lit on fire, and someone got the pile driver through the table. And he's trying to like figure out where the lighter fluid is. And I'm like, I go, hey man, if it's cool, I'll handle the lighter fluid. If someone else wants to go through that. <laughs> <laughs> be part of this without being part of this. I'll gladly be the lighter fluid guy. Like, you guys do whatever. I'm just going to be over here. Uh... They were were a little nervous that that someone was going to forget where the lighter fluid was. And I was like, whoa, that's what they're nervous about? Don't worry. I got this. (laughs) I can remember where the fluid is. Good stuff. Let's get you with our our quick hitter questions. Yeah, this is how we wrap up all our interviews. Uh And thank you for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, so just whatever comes in your head first. Don't have to think about it too much. Just answer first thing that pops in your head. Uh, plain cake donuts, yay or nay? Uh, yes, yay. I think I know where this one's going to go. Jordan or LeBron? Well, LeBron. Yeah. <laughs> My man. <laughs> uh, do you button your shirt from top down or from bottom up? Top down. Do you zip your pants and then button or button and then zip? I have pants that are all buttons now. <laughs> Wait, you got the button fly jeans? I have button fly jeans. Dude, yeah. that's, weirdo. That's super weird. That's <laughs> way too, That's like diffusing. That's a lot of work. That's diffusing a bomb when you have to piss. That's no good. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so, so which is your answer when you did wear zipper jeans? Zip it up, then button it. There you go. Uh, are IPAs nope. just pumpkin spice lattes for white dudes? <laughs> yeah, kind of, I think. <laughs> Is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Uh, yeah, yes. Oh, come on, man. Is a hot dog a sandwich? No, no. Wrong. Uh, on chicken wings, all drums or all flats? Damn. I like the, the involvement in the flats. It's more fun. Solid. <laughs> yes. Uh, pineapple or Hawaiian pizza, yay or nay? Pineapple or Hawaiian pizza? Like yeah, pineapple so, on pizza. Yeah, or pineapple Hawaiian slash Hawaiian pizza. pizza. Yeah. Big time nay. Fair <clears throat> enough. And lastly, Coke or Pepsi? Pepsi. Good yes. answer. Good answer. Because uh, it reminds me of my childhood and Cedar Point. And I think it tastes better. Real Ohio kid right there. <laughs> Shout out Cedar Point. <laughs> Shout out. No, Northern Ohio kid right there. <laughs> Ryan, thank you so much for joining us, man. This was awesome to, to catch up with you. I know it's been a while and I hit you up out of the blue, but I, I appreciate you taking some time to, to talk with us, man. For a while, I'm happy to be a part of it. Thank you. Go ahead. You want to plug one last time where yeah, everything tell us, is? Tell, tell us, us where about we can again. support you. Check me out on Twitter. It's at Hot Young Briley. That was my old wrestling name. And I'm uh, posting a lot about Heal, the movie Heal, crowdfunding on Seed and Spark. Please get involved. We have 30 days to raise our budget and we want to make this movie and get you involved damn it <laughs> ryan, do that thing <laughs> ryan nemeth everybody fellow xavier grad and all-around good guy thanks for joining us bud thanks ryan cheers man thanks guys bye see you man ryan nemeth man that was a good time that was awesome i'm glad he brought up acting class because i was like I don't know if I should bring up Acton Class. I'm glad he brought up Acton Class, too, because, again, it shows where he went and where you are. <laughs> Jeez, man. He nailed his Shakespeare monologue, though. Like, he killed it. <laughs> you obviously did not. <laughs> no, I mean, come on, bro. Like, seriously. I was, I'm lucky if I could get the reads, man. I'm lucky if I was at class. That's where I was at I'm at that point, I'm lucky if I could get through two minutes of the show without cussing. What do you want from me? <laughs> All right. Tons to get through and, like, 
20 minutes oh to do god, it. Oh my god, we so still let's, got a show? Yeah, we still got to do a show tonight. Okay, cool. Warriors uh, in five and still got the Bruins in hockey. Uh, okay, so let's talk hockey real quick uh, because Loudbeard and I both, we, we did the kiss of death off and uh, both of us picked Boston. Boston lost game two. It's now tied 1-1. St. Louis won in overtime in, in game two. Uh, in Boston, too. And we've talked about it before. Baston. Well, I mean, you got to say it like yeah, that, right? You yeah, have to. No you doubt. can't just call it Boston. No. It's Baston. Uh, but the, so now that St. Louis has has broken that home ice advantage, any chance that St. Louis wins this one? No, I always, thought, got this one, I always thought this was just... We're going Baston? It, it's hockey. It's the finals. That's true. You know, we it, have talked about how home ice it would doesn't go really matter. Mm. Yeah, I mean seven. I'll give it to Boston. I mean, I, Boston. I never expected anything less than six or seven games out of this one, and no, so yeah, seven games, Boston. Okay, Boston. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Boston and seven. The massholes. Uh, uh, and uh, I'm looking at it. I can't see the score. Doesn't uh, matter. It's the first. <laughs> that's a good point. Is basketball the only sport that you can just watch the last two minutes and not miss anything? <laughs> is that the only sport that's like you know what? This game starts at nine. I'll check in at like 11.30. We'll see where it's at. <laughs> yeah. Cool. We good? All right, good. Fourth quarter cool. starting now? Cool. Time <laughs> even to watch the fourth quarter, you don't even have to watch most of it. You don't, but I mean, <laughs> if you want to just get, say you watch the game, just turn it on the fourth quarter. I saw, yeah, I saw the game. Yeah. Did you see what Drake did? Yeah, I saw what Drake did. Yeah, that, yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Aubrey's crazy. It's wild. All those towels moving. <laughs> well, crazy. especially now with Twitter and social media, you don't even have to, you got yeah. all the, yeah. the major highlights right there. Somebody is going play by play in your time. Is that what's killing baseball is Twitter? Is that what's doing it? No, no nobody is posting okay. Twitter highlights <laughs> of baseball. I was just going to say, okay? you know stop how- trying to <laughs> bring baseball on this show. Quit trying to just make stop. baseball happen. <laughs> Just, it's it's just like fetch. It's never coming back. Leave it dead. All right, baseball for real though is in a world of hurt right Seriously, now. Seriously though, how many? If you looked at your timeline, how long could you go without somebody tweeting about anything in baseball just because nothing happens? No, well now I get like the highlights. Like it'll actually pop only, up, and it's like the only thing they say is there were four thousand people in the ballpark tonight. <laughs> Especially no, at the Rays game. It's always like highlights of Derek Dietrich pimping home runs or uh, the the Pirates broadcasters. Talking shit about Derek Shohei. Dietrich. <laughs> Shohei Otani being weird again. Hit, throwing a strike out and hitting a home run in the same inning. Being weird. He's doing things that they do at every other level of baseball except for the major leagues. He's being weird again. What a weirdo. Uh, this weirdo pitching and hitting? Get him out of here. Get this. All right, so baseball is suffering a, a very slow and painful death right now. Uh, one of the reasons why, besides ridiculously long seasons and ridiculously long games has to do with old white guys just trying to control everything. And I mentioned it. Derek Dietrich is a pirate killer right now. Uh, the other day he hit three home runs in a game after his first home run. Now Derek Dietrich has a little bit of history with the pirates. First time the Reds played the pirates, uh, Dietrich hit one out of the stadium and stared at it because he hit the ball out of the stadium. The pirates didn't like that too much. Chris Archer threw it at Dietrich. Uh, there's been some bad blood between the teams since. And uh, basically, the Pirates announcers hate Derek Dietrich at this point. And they went so far as to say that his grandfather must be rolling over in his grave with how Derek Dietrich plays the game and how he trots around the bases. Uh, the oldest white manist take that I've ever heard on a live broadcast the in my life. The oldest white manist take. I like that. Yeah, it's pretty solid, right? It's good. <laughs> uh, so do you think these announcers need to quit with this bullshit of like the unwritten rules and stop playing the game? Because if 
if Derek Dietrich was a pirate and he was doing that, they're not going to hate him for doing it. They're, yeah, they're, they're also, just they're mad because it's any, happening yeah, to them. They're not going to say anything. But this is it all goes back to what we've been talking about since last year in the playoffs. Either the MLB believes let the kids play or they don't. And if they believe it, then they need to tell everybody associated to stop with this nonsense and get on board. Like, hey, look, we're trying to push the initiative that, you know, this is fine and we're not going to do with the unwritten rules and all that stuff. You need to stop going against the message. So cut this shit out. Yeah. yeah. Or they need to back off of the whole farcical let the kids play because they don't actually believe it. And that's they don't they don't give a shit. No, they don't. And I mean, that's been obvious to us from the go. And it was a it's a cool little thing to say and, uh, you know, throw up and whatever and promote. But since they don't actually believe it, just stop. Just Joe's, stop with it. Drop the drop the campaign and just go back to yeah, we're old white men and we, right. we like old white men things. So Joe's dad says that uh, they split the series, so he's not a pirate killer. I would argue that point, considering Dietrich has like seventeen home runs, and I think like thirteen of them have come against the Pirates. Like he's a, <laughs> Derek Dietrich is eating Pirates pitchers for lunch. Uh, but that's just a, a Pirates fan speaking there, saying that he's not a pirate killer. The the best also is the Marlins didn't have use for this guy. The Marlins right. let this guy go. Yeah, the Marlins are one of the worst teams. Yes, that's the thing. <laughs> this dude was hidden on the Marlins. Like when the Reds got him, I was like, seriously, who? We got who? I knew who he was because of playing in the same division, and I have a friend who you know I used to work with who's named Eric Dietrich, and I was always oh, was, oh you know nice. the, the, yeah. you know he's a relative ha ha ha. Well, then he comes to the Reds, and I'm like, well, I know that guy. I mean, he can hit a little. It's you know, it's whatever. I, I was it was weird that the Marlins just let him go, considering they're so starved for anything there. And sure enough, here he goes, just going off for the just Reds. Just balling out. So and he won't be a Red for too long. He's going to be gone by the trade deadline, I think. Well, I just think it's funny that the Reds always have these guys. Last year, it was, it was Ryan Jeanette. Yep, Ryan. And this year, there's always somebody that they just latch on See, to. See, that's the problem, though. And that's where this is going to get interesting, because Dietrich... Scooter. It, <laughs> no, uh, Scott refuses Who? to call a grown man Scooter. Scooter and Dabo. <laughs> Yeah. No, fuck Dabo. Get it fuck right. Dabo. No, fuck Dabo Sweeney. Ryan, I'll never call him Dabo. Ryan Jeanette. It's Bill Sweeney and Scooter Jeanette. Ryan, <laughs> Ryan and Dabo. Get it right, man. Jesus. Scooter scoots. and Bill. Got it. Freaking Scoots. Scoots. Scoots Jeanette. Scoots and Dabs. Oh, man. Um, I think Matt Barr's got it right. Burn the unwritten rule book. Have everyone be all hyped like the teams are in the in the World Baseball That's Classic. That's the funniest part is the World Baseball That's, Classic is, is an MLB sanctioned event, and they do all of that stuff, and nobody has a problem. They got people blowing goddamn vuvuzelas in the stands, and everybody's like, this is the greatest. And then spring training starts with like, whoa, 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 stop that. That's a good point, yeah. Then they, then they turn into... The, remember the Titans Zero fun serve <laughs> Football is not fun No oh, fun Zero fun serve ridiculous Boyle said swill beanie There you go I don't know why that hits me Oh shit uh, all right. need, I need to figure something out To where I just mute his mic when he laughs So it only comes through yours Because it's that loud It is loud It's one of Tabari's it. most poignant points he's ever it. made It makes me laugh just But Tabari be on the lookout for that video. It's uh, coming soon. A mashup of all Mike's laughter. I'll send all the it. Vi- I mean, you it's got them coming on soon. You can download them and cut it at work. Go for it. I don't give wink, a shit. Wink, wink. <laughs> Speaking of coming soon, let's talk real quick. Real quick, Craft Root Sports promos. We got a t-shirt that is coming soon. Uh, it's going to have our new logo on it. Uh, yeah, Brazzers. new Craft Roots. <laughs> 
Or DJ Airhorn. New Craft Root Sports Lizard t shirt. Uh, you can pre order it. Just shoot us a message and, and we'll put you up for pre order. We'll hold one to the side for you. <laughs> right off. Uh, that's going to keep going, Joe, I think, because uh, the tablet's all fucked up. All right, good. No, we're good. Uh, the other thing that we want to talk about and promo June 13th. This just got locked down the other day. Uh, Craft Brood Sports is going back on the road. We're going to be at Three Points Brewing. Is that uh, June Juneteenth? It is Juneteenth. It is Juneteenth. Uh, Celebrating Blackness and we're, CBS. Yes, we're going to do uh, a live show at Three Points Brewing. Which, it's, God damn it. it's not broke. It's just Joe playing that much. It's that, it's that I love the button. <laughs> it's Joe's favorite. Joe's making up for all the time he wasn't here. He's like, DJ Aaron, DJ Aaron. Uh, anyways, Three Points Brewing. <laughs> The Marcus Cousins sighting. Uh, anyways, Three Points Brewing Boogie. is the place Sorry. where... Would you I, will call, I will call him Boogie. Because that's just a funny nickname. You'll call him Boogie, but you won't call another man Scooter or Dabo? You'll call him Boogie. Boogie is ridiculous. That's Boogie. why I'll do it. It's ridiculous. So three points. Three points brewing in Cincinnati, Ohio. We're going to be there June 13th. Uh, Wayne Mehmet, good friend of the show, is producing it. Uh, he, he asked us to, to do the show. They're doing a series of Cincinnati podcasts, and he said, hey, I want a podcast that's established and knows what they're doing. And when he couldn't find that, he asked us to do it. And he was like, can you guys come out and do this? It's really close to the 13th, and hey, we need to figure something out. I got spots to fill, and you, you idiots do a podcast. <laughs> we, I mean, you've done it before. Can you just come down and help me out? Uh, but Wayne is going to actually lead off the show. He's going to host and do a little bit of stand-up, uh, and then he's going to have a couple of comedians from Cincinnati do us some time, and then we're going to go on at 8.30 and do our regular time They're slot do and do a show. Uh, yep, sure. But Three Points Brewing, June 13th, so uh, be there for that. It's going to be free to get in. It's going to be a good time. It's going to, I think. I shouldn't say free. I don't know if it's going to be free. And their beer is very good. I, you know what? I haven't had any, so I'm really <laughs> excited. Joe, Joe's the only one who knows. I know. Joe. Well, Joe went to Tank's uh, show at Three Points. For those of you that have followed the show, Tank Mansfield actually did the mural at Three Points Brewing at their bar. Uh, I don't and, know if it's still and, up. And he did. Uh, he did a, a live show at and Three Points as well. he did our logo. Sell out! Yeah, he did do that. The logo is also on our dugout, dugout mugs, mugs uh, these baseball bats. Uh, and if you want to drink from a bat, dugoutmugs.online slash craft and get 10% off that order. Uh, go hit that up. And when you get too drunk, what should you do next? Next thing you need to do is you need to take a shot of morning recovery. Morning recovery mm. gets you through the night. You can wake up early, refreshed, ready to go. Get 20% off your order at morelabs.com by using the code SPORTS. Sell out! Okay, so what's next? Baseball is fucked, is basically what's next. <laughs> Baseball is done. Like, there ten people went to the Rays Nobody game. in the crowd. So the, the story came out of the White Sox where there was, like, nobody in the stands for that White Sox-Royals game. And at uh, least that was a makeup game. Uh, right. Uh, yeah, and then uh, it came out this week that Tampa Bay had the lowest attendance in... And that's where the, all these stories, because like I've been complaining about Reds attendance, even though I haven't gone to a game yet. Uh, <laughs> but I am going Sunday. I'm taking my son to his first Bob Reds time. game. I'm super excited about that. Uh, Kieran's going to get his little uh, my yeah, first sure, Reds game. Yeah, sure, he's super excited. No, I'm super excited. Oh, he's, he oh. doesn't know, he's nine months old. He, he doesn't know what no the fuck. He's like, on. oh, I get to shit somewhere else now? Cool, that's awesome. <laughs> uh, but anyways. You bringing um, him like, noise-canceling headphones or nah, something? No, man, no? he's going... There's 12 people in the crowd. You oh, don't need yeah, my bad. Sorry. <laughs> no, you need ma- noise making. <laughs> Sorry, headphones. my bad. This is what baseball used to be like and just play sounds of cheering and shit. 
This is, when baseball is popular, this is what it sounds like. Yeah. They hit him with the golf claps in the air. <laughs> yeah. Anything other than it'll be like, this is a good place to take a nap. It's stone cold silent here. We in the shade, we in the sun. Uh, but anyway, so uh, there's nobody going to baseball games anymore. Uh, when they do go, the announcers complain about guys pimping home runs. The sport is, is uh, dying, and I'm really sad about that. We talked about this a little bit in the group, and uh, John Carlson had a great idea of like an XFL style baseball league. Would you watch that? Yep. If there were, right? That's such a good idea. I'll Why doesn't anything. the MLB just go XFL because style? Because they're old white. Oh, right, 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 right. I forgot. Now forgot the old white guy part of it. it. Yeah. While well, yeah. well, all of these people are clamoring to create another failed football league, why doesn't anybody say, man, baseball's really fucking up. I'm going to take over their shit. Yeah. Well, because the players are the ones that are getting upset about people showing them up. No, well, right, right. Yes, there is. But So the they don't league, want to go to a league where they always get shown but up. But the league can step in right now and Throwing just be like. Taters. <laughs> the league can step in right now and be like, you throw at somebody after they hit a home run. You're done. Like, you're suspended. That's it. And and that puts that shit to rest. But they don't give a shit about it. They just want to pretend like we want to let the kids play, and instead they're going to they're gonna let this kind of shit go on. Uh, and, and that's the, the frustrating part of all oh, of this. the ball slipped out of my hand. <laughs> Even though I hit the rosin bag eight times before oh, I threw a pitch. Boyle says metal bats. I've been saying that for years. Metal bats There's nothing better be than fan- the ping. ping? Oh, that ping is good. That's what... That's what has me tune into the College World Series every year, even if it's only for a couple games here and there, just because I love hearing the ping. Yeah, that ping is fantastic. Totally worth it. Uh, also, Scott says the XFL is run by an old white guy, so that does shoot that theory completely out of the water. I mean, to be fair, the world is run by old white guys. So if we're narrowing down things that are run by old white guys to reforming, then we're screwed. But there are some things that we yeah, can at least yeah, kind but, of fix. but... He brought me, he hate me. So <laughs> that's true. He brought us, he hate me. He did. He sure did. All right, and and the overhead cam. You're right, that was the XFL. Well, and Matt uh, points out that, that the they would thing. kill kill fans with metal bats, which you know almost happened last night. And this Perfect is an transition. ongoing well ongoing done, theme for the past few years with people in the stands getting smoked with foul balls. This time it was an infant. Yeah, at, at a an Astros Cubs game, uh, Albert Almora Jr. Ripped a foul ball. It hit an infant. Luckily, the girl is stable and awake, which is great. Uh, don't know if there's any... Here's another easy one for the MLB. Put nets up around the nets, right? field. I don't understand why this... And like their, their whole response is, well, you got to pay attention. Okay, tell the infant to pay attention to the game. Like, or what are you doing? tell you as a father holding the infant to be able to do both to at react, the same right. time. I mean, even if the infant isn't paying attention, there's no reaction time there when a bat's right. coming off 80 miles per hour. And then straight the other take that, your child. the other take that drives me crazy is when they're like, well, if you can't handle it, don't sit in those seats. Fuck you, man. There's nobody in here. I'm going to walk yeah, down. Those seats are $11. <laughs> right. I'm getting as close as I can. I, I, don't, they're not I, don't even have to, I don't have to pay $80 to sit down there anymore. Like five years ago, I can pay 10 bucks and get down there. Not only that, baseball needs people in that lower bowl as much exactly. as possible. You need to fill that shit up. Right. You gotta look like people are there for the cameras. <laughs> Otherwise it's you dead. want me to sit there. <laughs> yeah. You don't want me sitting being the only person please, in the upper deck. Please come down and sit and make it look like we're filled. Maybe you can get smoked in the face with the ball for free. <laughs> Maybe baseball should just go general admission. Just no longer assigned seating. They really just, should. Hey, guess first what? First come, first serve. Except, except for like from, from like 
the end of the bench to the end of the bench. Whatever, end of dugout, end of duckout. You can do that. Yeah, that's fair. You hold. That's you fair. Ho- those are those like can those, be reserved. Yeah, those in a special place yeah. until until like the fifth, fourth inning, maybe third, fourth inning, and then if nobody's there, it's a free for all. Uh, Boyle says, do we have different definitions of infant? I guess from my story that I had read, it was an infant, but I don't know. Was it older? Was it a, a kid that was I a just toddler? saw infant, so I don't know. Yeah, that was all the headlines that came around was like an infant, age, so, so I don't know if... Uh, uh, Matt says the ushers act like they're guarding Checkpoint Charlie, and that's the worst. Oh, I hate but that. But no, here's how you get by it. You go, you go to the concession stand, you get like four hot dogs and a beer, and then when you walk up... You've got all this shit in your hand. You're like, I got, I know where I'm going. And then the usher's like, all right, whatever, go Generally, ahead. if you pretend like you know where you're going and just oh, go she was straight three. on. She was three. So that's a toddler. Yeah. Okay, Frankie, whatever. act Frankie like you've been there. Yeah, it is, it's, it's yeah, really you one just, of those things. If you right. act like you know what you're doing, they don't say anything. But there's been a few times I've done that. Man, those Reds ushers are Nazis. They take their job so seriously. Dude, but I'm, I've, I've never had an issue moving down. As long as you get I, all the shit in multiple, your hands. I was going to say, well, uh, I guess that's my been my fault because I, you know, Going to baseball because then you act like thing. you're gonna you act like you're gonna get the the ticket stub and you're like I'm sorry I got shit in my Next hands. Next time I don't do that. Just hold on and I'm like you want my ticket? It's right here. You're I'll gonna put my also also out. you always have the problem. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I know. Fifty percent more of a problem. Yep, I get through the, very the, easily. The old white men are like whoa 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 when <laughs> black people come. Are to you these tan? Games. Are you, they ask you, are you tan or is that are you born that way? <laughs> there, there's none of you on the field, so we know none of you are coming to watch. Get out of here. <laughs> All right, we are running low on time. Let's go through these stories quick hitter style. Let's just let's roll through these. Yingling getting in on the the beer themed hotel business. They are opening a beer hotel in Tampa next to their brewery. But they're from Pittsburgh and Pennsylvania. Nope, they are from. In general. You are not making this quick. Pennsylvania. Uh, they're from Pottsville. Whatever. And they're from Pennsylvania. I don't understand this. Why are they in Florida? Because who wants to go to wants vacation in Pottsville, Pennsylvania? People would much rather vacation in Tampa Bay. Here's where I'm upset about this. Yingling makes. I mean, it's. Decent beer, but it's not craft beer. Like they, I don't even think they have an IPA. The only it's, thing that was alluring about Yingling is you couldn't get it in a lot of places. And now so you long. can, and, and it's now like, that you can get it everywhere, nobody cares. Right? Nobody gives a shit. This is very strange. I think it's going to be the first beer hotel that fails because people are going to be like, "Why would I go and get a lager? Like it's not, it's not like I'm going to get some special beers that that I can't get anywhere else. It's a." a the oldest brewery that's not at the Ma- actual It's mass-produced. It's very mass-produced at this point. Three different brewery sites. Uh, you want to tell the Florida Man story of the week? You had that one? Oh, God. The, the, so this kid gets away from cops. He's in a police chase in his, what was that, a Mazda? I think so. Yeah. Shout out know. Mazda. Yeah. He's in a Mazda, gets away from cops, and, and, and does the rare escape artist thing. Gets home calls 911 and brags about the fact that he just got away from the cops and he's the one that they're looking for him, they arrest him. (laughs) And then when they arrest him, he's like, oh, y'all were coming after me? Well, either way, I still got away from you. (laughs) For for a hot minute, I was away. To be fair, he makes a very good point in that, yeah, well, y'all still didn't technically catch me. I ratted myself out. But man, Florida man can't be any dumber than ratting on himself. Absolutely stupid. Let's do real quick around the horn. Uh, let's do motherfucker of the week. Real quick, Scott, who's your motherfucker of the week? Uh, go to Joe. Okay, Joe, who is your motherfucker of the week? Uh, the World Health Organization, or the WHO, <laughs> for classifying that if you play too many video games, you can now get disability for this disor- disorder called video game addiction. <laughs> I've had that since 80s. Yep. That 
doesn't make them motherfuckers. That makes them my heroes. I'm about to pick up the sticks and get hooked again. Uh, <laughs> I've got, yes, I've got withdrawals. Bad. I'm just. Give me that free parking I'm, and. I'm jonesing for check. <laughs> free park. I love the idea of somebody with a handicap sticker. Oh my God, you okay? Yeah, I'm just really into video games. That makes a good point that more people vacation in Potville than go to Tampa Bay Rays games. So there's that. Mm, that's a good point. But that's also <laughs> not fair because nobody goes to Tampa Bay so, Rays games. Which is more alluring. A Yingling Hotel or Tampa Bay Rays game. They're gonna have a, a partnership. You're gonna get. Oh, they're right next get, to each yeah. other. They've got you're a crosswalk. Get, yeah, you're gonna get a free <laughs> on the back of your Rays ticket is a free night at the, the Yingling. Hotel. It's the other way around. You, it's the other, you stay. It's all right. You get to drink here, and then you get hey, a look at voucher this. at Tampa Bay for a free. We will shuttle you next door. <laughs> they, they could do it like the Reds do. Eleven uh, Ks. You can stay the night. <laughs> My motherfucker of the week is uh, the Pirates broadcast team for going super old man about Derek Dietrich. Um, unreal shit. Uh, who is your motherfucker of the week, Scott? I can't remember. It was Tiger's former swing coach, oh, Hank yeah, that's Haney. Right. Hank Haney went all racist with it this week and, and super sexist, basically saying that he couldn't name a single person on the LPGA Tour and alluding to the fact that they all had the last name of Lee, so that yeah. there's a lot of Asians on the tour. So yeah, Hank Haney is... Uh, He's a racist old white man. Um, thank you, Francisco. Video game addiction equals medical MJ card. Mm. I, can I apply for that? In that case, I fix my astigmatisms. I'm super addicted to uh, to these video games. Uh, Again, I know I haven't played one since NCAA 2014. I've been addicted since '85. What I, can I get on that? I know I haven't played since NCAA 2014, but I'm really Jones in here, so we can just go ahead. And hold me on. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's get into consumer candidate. Uh, consumer candidate. As always, brought to you by Tavor. Uh, download the app. Use the code 258023 on the payments and credit screen before placing your first order. You're going to get $10 off that second order. Stock up your beer fridge today with Tavor. Consume. Oh, okay. Uh, a consumer candidate is also brought to you by More Labs. Uh, drink one bottle of Morning Recovery while you're partying. Bounce back quickly the next morning. Guaranteed or your money back. Go to morelabs.com. Use the code SPORTS at checkout. Get 20% off your non-subscription purchase. Now, Scott. Consume. Uh, good, oh, okay, good cool. Uh, <laughs> consume. Uh, should we do one one time around? Uh, one, two, three. Consume. Nailed it. Uh, super good beer. This Boys is... Boys and get shit. <laughs> Super good beer. I'm blown away. Every it's fantastic. So many fruity flavors. Nice and hazy. Uh, we have completed our transformation into baseball hating IPA drinking dudes. Uh, Welcome to it. the good side. This is where it is. This is where we're at now. Um, this beer was fantastic. 100% worth it. For Science 7.0 by Dubco. Go check them out if you can find it. Because apparently, according to Devor, you can't. Uh, their tasting notes were like, this shit sold out. And then people were mad that we were loading cans in the truck for Tavor, and they booed us. <laughs> and that's when I was like, guys, we should get this beer. This sounds good. Uh, <laughs> Chris America wants to know, can he just get a hotel and buy a 12-pack of Yingling? <laughs> <laughs> Any old Motel 6. Totally can. <laughs> 12 pack, totally can. Yeah. We'll <laughs> leave the light on, and here's a 12-pack. <laughs> I think the 
the two go That's hand what I'm saying. Hand. It's not even like there's nothing there's, special. There's in nothing Yingling. luxury about either of them. No, the rays are Yingling. The Yingling, like they're they're, they're a partnership made in heaven. It's not like Stone's Hotel or uh, Brew Dogs Hotel where it's like you get this special IPA brew just for this. No, and, you, and your hot tub is filled with the beer. Right. Uh, and... I think they did away with that. and They just did shower beers instead. Shower, yeah, whatever. Uh, shower beers. Anyways. Triple Consume on this week's beer for Science 7.0 by Dubco. Um, Guys, super fun show. Let's get into the polls real quick. Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure I voted. uh, I know I voted. I voted twice. uh, (laughs) Okay. Well, I mean, I voted once on Twitter and once on Facebook. Oh, okay. Uh, This week's Would You Rather poll. Would you rather take a share a share shot a share shot a share shot a share shot and or true table. A chair shot to the head or get thrown through a table. Uh, I think the consensus here on the show was... Well, actually, you said earlier chair shot, right? Yeah, I wanted to go with chair shot because uh, I just... Because you're a goddamn man. Yeah! I'm a man. That's what I do. I take chair shots. Uh, <laughs> bust my head open. Even though Nemeth was flat out like it's immediate concussion, you're still... Going with I can't believe shot. you got a concussion from the chair bouncing, the bouncing back off. After yeah, you took the shot. Uh, I'm going with through the table, even though it probably won't break and would hurt me. Uh, Joe, how did these votes turn out? Seventy six percent of America voted through the table. Yeah, thank you, NFL, and your CTE conspiracy theories. That's what did this one in. <laughs> if the NFL didn't, if there wasn't all these conspiracy theories about CTE, we probably would have more people taking chair shots to the head. Right? Yeah. Okay, fair enough. No doubt. Fun show. Super fun show tonight. This was a good time. Shout uh, out to Ryan Nemeth for joining yes, us. Yes, go support Heal Movie. Uh, follow Ryan on all his social media. Get those links. Go donate. Become a producer of the movie. Uh, I'm going to try to, if I have enough money, I'm going to have to check with my wife. You may or may not see the Craft Brood Sports name in those credits. Boom! Yeah, uh, we, we got to get on there because, I mean, we got to get famous somehow. If that's how we got to get it, yeah, that's craft brood sports. I got to look us up. That. Bam! Hey, we're awesome. <laughs> and we, you may see us out as a brewery one more time. What day is that? And where? June thirteenth, and we'll be there at eight thirty, as per usual. Eight, well, eight o'clock. The show starts. Come, come right, see yeah, the local comes, comedians. Say, eight, come uh, show at eight o'clock. Three points brewing here in Cincinnati. Come, come may check us out. Not be free. I don't know. We'll have details. There'll be a Facebook. We'll event. get you a case of Yingling. We'll uh, get you beer. If you want to find out more about the show. Follow us at Craft B Sports. Like us on Facebook. Uh, you can follow Scott at Scott K underscore Junior. Follow me at Mike Berlin. Follow Joe at Joe Goalie Four. Hit up the drunk line anytime you want. It's probably not going to be open, but leave us a message. Four four. Uh, we had we had one drunk. person text us with parentheses parentheses zero parentheses parentheses zero parentheses boobs. No. I was just well done. Say. Well done. <laughs> Cheers during to that our show. <laughs> well done to that. That's the perfect text that I love of the drunk line. Keep that shit coming. Cheers, everybody. Listen to Twelve Ounce. We out. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? 
In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.